highly respected in the commercial community and have a resolution for problems related to servicing. Let us know if you need our assistance. We're here to help. Give us a call at 871-4200 or go to accesshardware.net. Thank you for listening. On the Couch is brought to you by Access Hardware. Let them help you with your security solutions, design, and consulting. Go to accesshardware.net or call 871-4200. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass, there's a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. Boom. Boom! There you go. You're there a little you behind go. Behind uh, Just a little behind. Yeah, that's all right. That doesn't happen very. No, often. it that's doesn't. All. <laughs> all right, you're tuned to 1110 AM, 96.7 FM News Talk and Sports for Maui. Jack is here behind the controls for On the Couch with Don Couch. Woohoo! How yeah, are you? Good. How about you? Good. Just fresh out of the starting gate. Here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What's up with the? I, there's got to be somebody out there doing some crazy you things. You think? You think, yeah. yeah. Holy cow. Because there was a road closure this morning at 3.30 till somewhere, about 4.30. Somewhere around there, yeah. Hold on, yeah. And I heard <clears throat> a lot of sirens going off last night. <clears throat> well, there's still... Still yeah, a lot of hot spots. There's a lot of hot spots, and they're like <laughs> it was in the paper, I guess, today. or <clears throat> Yeah, the press release was yesterday, but the paper got it today that it's going to take days maybe weeks to get mm-hmm. all of them because they're in the gulches and whatnot but yeah i went out there by the kihei charter school and it came really close to the kihei charter school and that other building that's going up um, across the street from it so you know it was kind of kind of scary but you could see smoldering stuff all over the place and you know kiavi smolders forever mm-hmm. but it was all f- you know everybody was saying well why don't they just they do as much as they can um, try to put the stuff out, but there's in gulches and whatnot, and it, it's not in danger of spreading. So um, they have to make the decision, you know, because the helicopter is extremely expensive um, to, all right, it's going to burn out. It's not in in danger of catching anything, and embers aren't going to fly. So they, they make the professional decision. Okay, this one can just burn itself out. Um, it's not like in the central area where it's all flat. Correct. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> in fact, it looked like, you know, I was looking at it cause standing at the back of the charter school. You know, you look all the way to your left, and there's a bunch of stuff, and all the way to your right, there's a bunch of stuff, and it looked way more than 275 acres, but it's probably just a narrow strip mm-hmm. of some sort. So. Um, I don't know. I mean, it just seems like that there's somebody out there doing something, but you know, until they until they come up with the um, and they're good at finding out the causes. Yeah. But so well, until they figure that close out, close proximity within an hour of one another. Yeah, that kind know, of stuff. Random fires along Home Pinani. Yeah, things like that. That mm-hmm. just. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's <clears throat> the obvious, but sometimes the obvious is not. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, we're here. Uh, by the way, preseason started. How'd your How'd your team do? It's only preseason. I, I yeah, preseason. Who, I don't even know if they played. They did. <laughs> it's, you know, I don't remember how, how they did. And yeah. I don't have my helmet. My I have an inflatable no, Kansas City helmet that I blow up. I, yeah, it's, it's not. It's, it's not storage. up yet. I know. You got to get it. Get it out there and blow it up. I've had other things on my mind. I know you have. <laughs> anyway, we're here. We have a, a guest. Um, Who's never been on the show before, but because he's new in his position, kind of about a year now. Yeah, I started back in November. And it's Jason Economou. Yes, Jason Economou. Okay. And he's the Government Affairs Director of the Realtors Association of Maui. And we've had prior, his his, uh, predecessors (laughs) on, uh, Lawrence Carnicelli. Cousin Larry. Cousin Larry and Mm -hmm. Dave DeLeon have both been on. Dave was there for many years right after he left the county. Um, Then he retired. Lawrence came in. And then now Jason's in. Welcome, Jason. Thank you. It's good to be here. Uh, So got a couple things. First, before, you know, we're getting, we're going to be talking about housing since Realtors Association, et cetera. 
But before we do, I wanted to announce, because uh, it's only a week, the um, Kihei, uh, Kaiwahini Village is Kihei's new 120-unit um, affordable housing community, which is rentals only, I <clears throat> believe. Yes. Okay. That's where they're pushing it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's open for application. They're going to do a lottery. Um, it's 120 units, two- and three-bedroom units, and it's for anybody that uh, eligible families have incomes that are 60% or under the county of Maui average median income. The average median income at 60% includes um, an in individual making 41,040 or uh, household size of two making 46,860, household size of three making 52,740, household size of four 58,560, <clears throat> and it goes on up uh, to if you have a household size of seven, which uh, that's a lot for a three-bedroom house, um, or a condo, apartment actually, is 72,660. Um, you got to apply for the lottery, uh, which, which is happening at 1.30 p.m. August 19th. Um, and you've got to apply at this. I'm trying to find the... It's the Economic Development Board. Yeah, the Maui Key Economic Development Parks, Board. Yeah. At 1350 North You can show... You have Holopono to actually State. show up in person at 1350 Holopono, uh, which is um, up at the... By, by the Maui Brewery, yeah. right? The building next to the Maui Brewery. Uh, it's right there. Um, go over there from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m., Wednesday, Friday, or Saturday. Those are the only three days you can show up, and you have to show up in person unless you're from uh, Hana, Lanai, or Molokai. Molokai. And there they have a, a phone number that you can talk to. Uh, some Kyle, his name is Kyle Beach at 808-206-9322 or email kbeach at hydercom that's k-b-e-a-c-h at h-y-d-e-r-c-o.com and uh i remember voting on that i was like two uh two months into my first term it was a very controversial it was a 5-4 vote but we, we passed that, uh, at, at that time it was going to be uh, purchase uh, condos, but it went through a couple iterations, and it, now it's, it's affordable rentals, which is a better thing in my opinion. And it's going to be that way for, I believe, up to 60 years. I, can't, I don't remember. Um, they're going to give preference, if they can, legally to uh, Maui County residents, um, but it is has received federal funds so technically anybody can apply but the the biggest thing is you can apply in person so that's going to make it very difficult and that's kind of you know i'm guessing this is just speculation on my part because i kind of thought that only one week to apply is kind of kind of tight but that's so that you know somebody on the mainland says oh that's open they gotta have to First of all, if they can afford to hop on a plane and come over here, that's a little uh, – doesn't mean that they're going to make that. But uh, it, it is uh, – looks like a good project. The r rents – I thought I saw a list of the rents, and they're pretty they had a decent yeah. rents. It wasn't <clears throat> in this article, but uh, at, an, at another article. And, and next week we're going to have Linda Munson from uh, – she's the uh, housing – She's the Deputy Director of Housing and Human Concerns. She's going to come in and we're going to discuss other things. Um, this one we can discuss, but it'll the, um, the lottery will have been held. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we, she might be able to talk a little bit about that, how it went. And well, it's a good move towards uh, <coughs> workforce uh, housing. Yes, and we have it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, first assertive step 120 really. units and then there's 186 units coming on real soon after that over at Kenaleo and um Ka'ona Ulu. right so and you can see that the buildings are going up there as well 
Now we need a few more roads and we'll live happily ever after. <laughs> well, see, that's the that's the fine line you have to draw is how how much are you going to pave to handle you know a couple hours in the morning and a couple hours in the afternoon and worth the traffic no it's yeah. it's got a little more than that yeah yeah throw the throw in a little fire if maybe we get the, if we get the north south collector road going that that will help yeah that will help tremendously especially you know that's right where that one um set of units are and that should by that time have a really very safe bike area to go from basically south of uh, um, the park all the way to Kahului mm -hmm. on bike on a really nice bike path. A little section on Kenaleo from Kaona Ulu to Ohukai will be you your you're mixing with traffic, but that's on Kenaleo, so you should be safe there. Mm -hmm. It's nice and safe, as opposed to the South Kihei Road or Pilani Highway. Anyway, got that down. So that kind of is in your wheelhouse as well. I mean, you guys just don't do selling, right? You have some realtors that actually help with rental and property management and things like that. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. we um, Our realtors are involved in rental and property management. Yeah. Um, and really, overall, realtors are largely concerned with just getting people in houses. Right. Um, ideally, we would <clears throat> love if everybody can own their own house. But <laughs> we know that that's really an unrealistic goal. And it, and it always has been. I mean, when we grew up, it was you, you rent an apartment, save up the money for your down payment, then you can finally get your house. Yeah, it's part of that property ladder that mm -hmm. we all kind of imagine. Um, it doesn't just start with that starter home. There's there's a whole process before then of right. building up that money and renting for a while. And now, c correct me if I'm wrong. I'm, I've talked to several um, mortgage brokers during these. Uh, you know, when they had the Kamalani affordable units, etc. Um, there's a lot of people who qualified income wise, but when they go through the process, they find out that they're credit scores too low, their debt to income ratios too low because they're, you know, they've made some lifestyle choices that um, that kind of put them in the hole a little bit. Yeah, so I'm going to start out with a slight disclaimer. Okay. I don't have very much of a background in real estate, especially not in lending. Uh, my personal and, and professional background is in law primarily. Ah, okay. Yeah, so, so that's how I got into this because my, my legal background – um, I did deal a good amount with landlord-tenant, but then there was a, a good amount of property transactions going mm -hmm. on. So I have that, that basic understanding of real estate from the legal level, and then my, my understanding of how the law, you know, big law works. <laughs> um, so, so that's really helpful in my role as government affairs director. Yes. But, you know, with that being said, my limited knowledge out on the table, you're absolutely right. Um, a lot of folks take on uh, financial obligations, you know, largely for cosmetic reasons. And mm -hmm. what I mean by that is a lot of <clears> folks <throat> get that first big paycheck from that first real job that they have. And they say, I'm going to go out. I'm going to get myself a brand new Toyota Tacoma. Mm -hmm. <laughs> big fat tires and everything. <laughs> and it's beautiful. It, it looks cool. You're rolling around Maui. You look great. Um, but you just took on a huge debt in mm -hmm. many cases. Yeah. And if that debt to income ratio isn't where it needs to be, and let's say you missed a couple of payments on bills here and there, uh, yeah, if, if you're not keeping an eye on your credit score, there's a real possibility that that could affect your ability to get a mortgage. Um, even if you are saving money in cash, um, if your credit's not where it needs to be, that, that could hinder you. Mm. So <clears throat> that's why um, affordable rentals are important as well. You can work on your credit score and you can re coming right out of school, whether it be high school or college, at least you have a, a chance to come back and, and, and work on building up your credit and, and savings. Absolutely. I, I think affordable rentals are really the the first step um, mm -hmm. the first logical step if we want to get out of this housing crisis that we're in this affordable housing crisis right um, as I said it's unrealistic for a lot of people to buy a house maybe ever um, I don't 
truly believe that. I've seen a lot of folks come back from, from bad financial practices and poor credit scores to, to buy that starter home and work their way up. Mm-hmm. But all of those folks started out in rentals and clearly rentals that they could afford. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I think that renting and being smart about how you live and how you handle your finances that's the key to, to building up the knowledge, the financial background, the capital necessary to get that first house. Yeah. So are you seeing a, an uptick of people finally getting that and, and trying to find places now and there's just nothing to, to find at this moment? Or what's, what's the trending that you're seeing, you know, that your, your folks are seeing? So anecdotally. <clears throat> I am seeing people being smarter with their money. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always a desire from folks to buy real estate on Maui. So that demand is is always there. Um, and you're talking, pardon me for interrupting, but you're talking about people from outside of Maui that, as well as people inside of Maui. Exactly. That's so there the, is that pressure from not necessarily the mainland. This, a lot of times it's international as well, Canadian and um, East Asian. Yeah. yeah, own a piece of paradise. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to own a piece <laughs> of paradise? <laughs> so that, that tends to drive prices up. Anyway, yeah. Continue on with. Exactly. So so all of us have had a economics class or, or at least some mention of economics in our, our basic math classes that we took in, in junior high and high school. Mm-hmm. And, and we learned about supply and demand. And we live in a really um, beautiful place. It, it's undeniable. So, of course, the demand to own that piece of paradise is going to be pretty high. The problem is there hasn't been a lot of new construction, and houses have their own life cycle. Right. So without new houses coming online and with older houses kind of getting degraded and, and coming out of the market, what you have is this supply and demand issue. Mm-hmm. There's a high demand low inventory, and that's going to drive up the prices. So even with people being fiscally responsible in their personal lives, um, if the house isn't there in the price point that they can afford, then then that's an issue. Another issue that a lot of folks have been talking about, it's, it's one of the big issues on the national level even, even uh, is, is wages. Wages are, are kind of depressed. So, you know, with all of this coming together, it makes it difficult for first-time home buyers to buy homes. So how do you guys, I'm sure you guys discuss this, um, how do you deal with the, the fact that there are people who say, you know what, there's enough, whatever, enough apartments, enough building, enough construction on Maui, don't do any more, um, which I understand. I totally understand. Uh, <clears throat> so how do you guys handle that? Ooh, that's tricky. Yeah. So it there's no there's no perfect way to handle that question. It's it makes sense. It, it's an appealing argument to me as mm-hmm. as a newcomer to say, oh yeah, you know, I was the the last one off the yeah. boat. No more houses. <laughs> Close the door. Close the door. <laughs> Close the door. Yeah. Um, so so I get it. Um, a lot of what we focus on is more infill housing lately. Mm-hmm. So it's it's allowing property owners, current property owners, the opportunity to build ohanas and build those accessory dwellings mm-hmm. that people can live in and rent out at an affordable rate. So even though we, we kind of have a policy of not addressing specific development projects mm-hmm. at RAM, because we understand that, that that really should be left up to the community and the county council, there's a whole slew of considerations that, that me as somebody who doesn't live on the west side or doesn't live in South Maui, um, can't really take into account. I like to promote opportunities for middle-class property owners to develop their own properties, create that infill housing. So the Ohana bill that passed in December, mm-hmm. which allowed for additional accessory dwellings on certain size properties and it allowed for larger accessory dwellings on certain size properties, I thought that was great legislation. <clears throat> Um, one of the big issues with that Ohana bill, though, is it triggered some conflicts with state law. So if you're in uh, rural zoning designation, yes. uh, state rural zoning, 
there is a density restriction there. Yep. They only allow one house per half acre. And the county has, has been great about working with people and saying that that accessory dwelling isn't a house, so it doesn't violate the zoning restrictions. But once you add a second accessory mm-hmm. dwelling, then that's, that's a bridge And the same, uh, same as uh, uh, in agriculture. Yeah. Everybody well, sees that whole, oh, we get the second Ohana. Well, not in ag. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that there's good reasons behind that as well. Yes. Um, I don't want to get too much into agriculture because the county has an ag working group. Yeah. Um, they, they're sort of the, the brains behind a lot of the bills that deal with ag. And I, I don't want to step on their toes with anything that they're thinking of right now. Um, but, you know, to get back to that Ohana bill, that was something that RAM heavily supported mm-hmm. because that's, that's an option that creates new housing. It relies on Maui residents, and the benefits from that go to Maui residents. Yes, you know, for the most part. Yeah, for the yeah, most some part. Some people do come move in to these these units. Now, here's the here's the downside to that. You know, just to play both sides, um, you add more density in areas. For instance, in Kahului, well, that's already there anyway. But yeah. now it's legal, uh, somewhat. But in areas that wasn't built to be that dense, so that means there's uh, parking issues, even though <clears throat> the bill requires you to have off-street parking. Uh, so there's parking issues, and there's, uh, as Jack was mentioning, road issues. Uh, and, and it's one of those things where you, you have to balance, and it's really interesting what uh, Councilmember Hokama was saying. Great, you have all these new... Um, units that are coming on and all affordable, even if it's a whole new affordable subdivision, they all come on. Those folks that live in those places don't pay very many taxes. In fact, all the homeowners, I keep saying this, if you put all the homeowners revenue, the people get the homeowners exemption, which is, you know, the working people here on Maui, um, put that all together, it barely pays for half of the police department. <laughs> so the rest of the stuff comes from places, you know, categories that are taxed pretty high already. So in order to build more roads for these more people that aren't paying any more, ta- you know, very little taxes, we have to shift priorities. We have to say, okay, we can't really tax anymore, you know, these commercial or hotels or anything to, unless we tax them out of existence. And then what? You've got to be careful what you wish for there. You know, there's a lot of people saying, oh, you know, no more hotels and no more, which is understandable, but you can't keep taxing the existing ones to the point where nobody's going to come. And if that's the case, then great, nobody's coming. Now, <clears throat> homeowners exemption goes away. Everybody pays because you got to pay for the upkeep of all the roads and stuff. So you keep adding more roads. It's just more tax burden. So that's some of the things that on the council and in the mayor's office, you have to really, really take into consideration. So when a bill like this comes out and says, okay, we're just going to increase the density, which is all well and good, we have to have a little bit more of a uh, mindset shift in that. And and the planning department and the county is working on this uh, kind of a live-work situation where you can walk to work, you can bike to work, um, not use cars as much. So the, the, the shift is going that way, but you still have pressure from the people who want to live on their two-acre farm sprawl uh, and don't want to, you know, do what is reasonable or, or common sense, I think, here on an island that has physical borders. You know, you go to Nevada, they, they've got artificial borders, and you can kind of expand wherever you, you want almost, but we have physical borders. It's the ocean. Mm-hmm. And so we have to really consider, do we want to sprawl or do we have want to go up? We can't, I don't think we can say, we don't want to build anymore only because if we don't, only the rich people who can afford to buy somebody out because at some point in time, <coughs> some family who's been here for three generations or whatever, got this really nice piece of property, somebody offers them enough, they're going to sell it. I mean, just because. 
And uh, so you have to be very careful uh, where you draw that line, right? Yeah. You know, it's density is so tricky because it, it really does sound unappealing to a lot oh, of yeah. us. Even just the word makes some people cringe. And let's we'll, we'll talk about density uh, after this. We're already into the break time. Yeah. Well, you're <laughs> t- tuned to 1110 AM, 96.7 FM News Talk and Sports for Maui. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. News update. President Trump says a trade discussion with China today was productive and an administration move to delay tariffs on Chinese electronics till December is aimed at the Christmas season. CBS's Stephen Portnoy at the White House. Even as it moves forward with an increased levy on Chinese imports next month, the administration says it won't impose the new 10 percent tariffs on certain products related to health, safety and national security. Chinese-made consumer products, such as computer equipment, video game consoles, shoes, and clothing, wouldn't get 10% more expensive until mid-December. CBS's Diane King-Hall of the New York Stock Exchange says it's eased some fears on Wall Street for now. That gives some wiggle room for the holiday shopping season. Retailers, toy companies had been suffering as a result of looming tariffs that were initially set to hit September. And all that's meant a stock rally today, and right now the Dow is up 412 points. CBS News Update. I'm Steve Kathan. Jack Gister with your latest Island News headlines. That brush fire in Kihei had started Sunday's 100% contained after burning about 270 acres, but firefighters say hot spots could be smoldering for weeks as it continues to burn in gulches and other difficult-to-reach terrain. In the days ahead, residents and visitors can't expect to see burning areas which will be allowed to burn out. The fire was among three that broke out within an hour of one another Sunday afternoon. Overnight, Honopilani Highway was closed in Laia and Ukamahami areas in Lahaina due to several small brush fires situated on the Pali from Lahaina to Ma'alaya. It's now open. The County of Maui Department of Parks and Recreation invites the public to view the final concept for the Baldwin Beach Park Master Plan Thursday, August 22nd from 4.30 to 7 p.m. held at the Paia Community Center. People can drop in anytime during the open house. Check it out. Island weather, mostly sunny, highs around 90, northeasterly trades at around 10 miles an hour. CBS News on KAOI is brought to you by DeKind Paints, your locally owned Benjamin Moore dealer at 250 Alamaha Street. Quality paints for colorful dreams. DeKind Paints, Benjamin Moore for everything that matters. Hi, this is Michelle, owner of DeKind Paints, where we provide quality paints for colorful dreams. As your independently owned paint and decorating retailer, we care about your project, whatever size it is. Take interior doors, trim, and cabinets, for example. These areas demand special care given their constant abuse from everyday life. We recommend Benjamin Moore's Advance. It cleans up easily with soap and water and offers a durable, furniture-quality finish. Its waterborne formula translates to low odor and low VOCs. And Advance is available in your choice of 3,500 colors, so you can achieve that just-right look for your doors, trim, and cabinetry while still putting practicality first. Benjamin Moore, paint like no other. To find Advance and other Benjamin Moore products, visit DeKine Paints, located at 250 Alamaha Street in Kahului. Aloha, this is Dale with Access Hardware Incorporated. We've been providing Hawaii with security services and access control since 1989. We're serious about protecting your employees and assets in case of a fire or burglary. We furnish and install hollow metal fire, commercial-grade ADA and automatic doors, and all the required security hardware as well. We're an essential part of an overall loss control strategy. We have you covered with security solutions designed for commercial and industrial needs. We also provide video protection and electronic gates. We specialize in card access control systems for doors and vehicle gates. Access hardware includes a complete fiber optic solution with service troubleshooting and repairs. We're highly respected in the commercial community and have a resolution for problems related to servicing. Let us know if you need our assistance. We're here to help. Give us a call at 871-4200 or go to accesshardware.net. Thank you for listening. As if the exhaust pipe wasn't enough, you added 15-inch subwoofers and a spoiler to your ride. Your in-laws, they don't love it, but you do. And at Texaco, we do too. We think your dream machine deserves Texaco with Tecron to maximize your engine's performance and deliver unbeatable gas mileage. Uh Uh-huh, I said it. Proven unbeatable mileage. Unbeatable. Oh, yeah. Texaco with Tecron. Driving performance. 
Helping people, changing lives. That's the motto of MEO, Maui Economic Opportunity. Are you looking for a new career? Do you like to help people and change lives? MEO is seeking passionate individuals to join their ohana. They're currently looking to fill positions for Head Start Family Case Manager, Teacher, Teacher Assistant, and Teacher Aid. For complete job description of all positions and employment applications, visit their website, www.meoinc.org. Mail or drop off your job application or resume with cover letter at 99 Mahalani Street, Wailuku, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Or email to hr at meoinc.org. MEO offers competitive wages and a generous benefits package. MEO is a private, nonprofit community action agency, an MF vet disabled EOE employer, and a drug and alcohol-free workplace. MEO, helping people, changing lives. Hi, I'm Jimmy from Midas of Maui, and we've been getting a lot of brake-related phone calls. Let's see if we can answer some of your questions. When I hit the brake pedal, I hear grinding noise. Is this going to be expensive? Well, Chemo, when your brakes start to grind, it may be that the brake friction material has come to the end of its life. The price to repair your brakes will be directly related to the amount of parts we can save. Compared to most repair shops that want to replace everything to make it easier for them, but more expensive for you. Midas has been performing complete free brake evaluation since 1959, which includes removing all four tires and brake pads to inspect them for uneven or premature brake wear. Please call us with your brake questions or make an appointment with Midas of Maui by calling 871-9581. And don't forget to ask about our Midas lifetime warranty. At Midas of Maui, customer service is not just a department, it's an attitude. So come in and let us make you happy. Mahalo for making us your choice for news and talk. 1110 AM, KAOI, a visionary station. On the couch, brought to you by Access Hardware. You're tuned to 1110 AM, 96.7 FM, news, talk, and sports for Maui. What? What was that? It's a little loud in the ear. Well, <laughs> I've been told I was loud since kindergarten. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's just me. There you go. So, uh, yeah, on the couch, with Don Couch. Yes, sir. Reintroduce our uh, guest here. We have uh, Jason Economu from the Realtors Association of Maui. He's actually the government affairs director, not a realtor. <clears throat> it never has been, which is what you want, um, at least not, not a practicing realtor for the government affairs director. Yeah, nobody at RAM who actually works for the association is supposed to be practicing Gotcha. Uh, as a realtor. So that works out just fine. And to tell you the truth, I, I honestly think it, it's actually beneficial uh, for me to have that professional separation mm -hmm. from being a realtor because uh, it gives me a, a certain level of objectivity to be able to look yeah. at what's going on in county Get that government. Outside look. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Okay, so we're looking at medium price homes for like, what, 800000 How do you approach that for a first time buyer? Because you're you're interested, like you said, in getting people into their into their homes. Well, remember, median price means that there are the same amount of homes below mm -hmm. that number as there are above that number. So there's a lot of pr uh, homes below 795. It's not an average. Um, so it, it, that that's kind of a weird number to to take a look at. It yeah. is, but but it tends to be the know. so it, it tends to be a, a decent number to take mm -hmm. a look at. I'm not going to say it's a great number, and I'm not going to say it's a bad number. If you look at just the averages, um, that's not an ideal number to look at because the averages can easily get skewed by one by monster sale. Correct. Um, you know, and looking at that low end doesn't really do much for for that overall market picture mm -hmm. so so being able to pinpoint that spot right in the middle it does give you even somewhat of a decent sense of the range that we're dealing with here um, you know the average first-time home buyer they're probably not going to be going for that that eight hundred thousand right. dollar house they can't um, yeah. <laughs> realistically Realistically, for a lot of folks, I mean, it really depends. One thing that I was I was shocked by. So I'm I'm a homeowner myself. Um, I bought a house with my wife. Um, we we had to buy the house together. But one of the things that I was shocked by was how much I could qualify for 
um, because of my credit. And at the time, so this is going to be a little bit of a digression, but I had been living in Africa, East Africa, for, mm -hmm. for four years, and I didn't have a credit card. Um, oh, wow. And, yeah, it, it's largely a cash-based economy in Uganda, and I was a Peace Corps volunteer, mm. and, you know, I just wasn't really spending all that much in the village. So, so I didn't really need a credit card, and I've always kind of been worried about credit cards. You know, I came out of law school during the financial crisis, and that was caused by the, the mortgage right. uh, bubble, mm -hmm. but it, it sort of ingrained in me a, a mistrust of financial <laughs> institutions. <Good> for you. <laughs> yeah. But the thing that I was surprised by was because I was carrying such high amounts of student loan debt for so long, and I had never defaulted, even though I hadn't made significant payments towards my student loans, the fact that I had never defaulted meant that my credit score was actually getting really good oh, while okay. I was doing nothing. So for some folks out there, maybe not a lot of folks, but for some mm -hmm. folks out there, their financial picture overall might actually be better than they imagine, mm. uh, even if, if their bank accounts don't really show it. And, and that's, uh, that's an interesting point here on the prices of homes. You know, when somebody looks at, oh, $500,000 home, the mortgage rate these days is around 3.5%, which is huge. It's very low. You know, it's vastly mm -hmm. lower than it has been in a while. So 3.5%, a $500,000 loan on three, at 3.5% is only $2,000 a month. Yeah. You know, with, with, uh, with I, don't, I think with nothing down. So you obviously have to put 3% down, which is the hard part. But yeah, still, but you, you want to have your rent's going to be way more than $2,000 a month for a three-bedroom, two-bath house. Right. So it's because the, the mortgage rates are so low, it sounds like it's a high price for a house, but the monthly payments are pretty dang low. Yeah. So for a lot of folks, a mortgage is comparable to what they would be paying in rent. Yes. Um, and, you know, for a lot of people, there's a money that is in their lives that they are not accessing. Um, I'm one of these folks who is a big proponent of having a budget and living a yeah. frugal lifestyle, mm -hmm. just because the things that I value aren't really personal items. Uh, they're more experiences and, and opportunities and time. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I love oh, yeah. the ability to, to take free time, you know, on weekends and do stuff with my wife and my dog and, and enjoy my life. Um, if I lived a different lifestyle where I was driving around in that new car that had those, those high payments and, you know, I was taking out um, credit card debt to, to pay for a certain type of lifestyle, then I wouldn't have that free time. I would probably have to maybe take on a second job on mm -hmm. weekends mm -hmm. to, to pay for that sort of thing. Uh, a lot of folks are living that lifestyle and they don't even realize it, that there are opportunities to save money. And on... On Maui and in Hawaii as a whole, there's a strong community, and there, there's uh, people have strong family networks and support. Uh, so there are also opportunities where where your family can can assist you sometimes financially, mm -hmm. um, even if it's just for that down payment. And we now have the <clears throat> first time we have re resuscitated the first time home buyers thing. Back, back when I was on council, we stopped it only because it was only $150,000. So that gave maybe 10 people uh, a leg up, which we, f we felt that the, that money could have gone to something better to help more people. Now they put a million, a million and a half, I think, in there. So now it can help enough people to uh, work on it, to, to come up with some part of their down payment. Great deal too. It's considered a grant. It's a grant. So. I believe it's a grant, and to, but you have uh, you have to be in the house for fifteen years. Mm -hmm. uh, once it you're past the fifteen years, you don't have to pay it back. But if you sell the house before that, I think you have to pay it back. Yes. And that's one of the things that we didn't have at the time either. It was just a grant. So ten people, you know, ten to fifteen people would win the lottery every year, and it was we felt that we could do other things with it. So now that we have the affordable housing fund that's a little bit higher and some of that money can come from there, it uh, it makes more sense now at one, I think it's, I can't remember if it's one or one and a half million dollars, but it's enough to help enough people get into 
you know, get over that that issue of down payment. Oh yeah, and and they just increased the the funding for it mm-hmm. this past year. Yes, um, and they're currently accepting applications, I believe. Yes, up until the end of the month. We'll find out uh, next week with Linda. <laughs> She'll have that information. But realistically, living in the house for fifteen years, I mean that's. That's not a stretch. No, it's not a stretch. Huh. But a lot of people, I don't know if it's the younger people or not, but a lot of people are saying, well, I'm going to buy a house for five years and then uh, flip, tur- it. flip yeah. it. Yeah. Because you've got shows on TV saying, hey, you can you can flip stuff and make big bucks. Also, the culture has changed a bit. Um, you know, especially in my generation, people are staying at jobs and in specific locations for shorter periods of time. Oh, yeah. Gig so, economy. Exactly. Or, or not even having uh, a quote-unquote job. They're just doing little things, little one-offs, freelance, that kind of thing, where you don't have a, a specific employer. Yeah, and that, I, I might be just <clears> – this number is, uh, is in my head, and I, I could be wrong. But I think the average is somewhere around eight years as far as how long people actually stay in a home. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, 15 years, that's, that's really not a far stretch at all. No, it isn't. Um, and, and that is true with uh, some of the things, that, the discussions on council regarding uh, how, how long ho- home can be affordable. You know, the, you want to go in perpetuity all the way down. Somebody wants to go as little as 10 years. And there's pluses and minuses on both sides of that. Um, so it's just, it's not just one, hey, we're, we're short of affordable housing. Let's build affordable housing. It's not that simple. No, it's <laughs> Which, not. Which people, you know, we were talking about before the break is density, <clears throat> density. the issues with density. Uh, and, and you're right. People have, there are some stigma on density and there's others where it's, no, this makes sense. To be able to um, live in a place and walk or bike to most of the places you need to go and not rely on a car for that much, especially now within the gig economy, if, if you will, that you can probably, if, if you're able to walk and bike to most of your places, you can probably afford to do Uber and it'd be a lot cheaper than owning a car, paying for the insurance, paying for the gas and the maintenance. It'd be much cheaper to just Uber to where you need to go when you need a car. Um, so that's, those are the pluses of the density. Some of the minuses, uh, you've got, you have to have taller buildings. You have to, um, there are more people, you know, in a, in a square mile. Uh, you know, that, that's, <laughs> see, see all the, the different <clears throat> things you have to weigh when, when making decisions for the whole piece of land and, it, and it's a really complicated one mm-hmm. i you know it's kind of obnoxious for some of my friends but i tend to go back to my experience living in east africa and being a peace corps volunteer <clears throat> um when i talk about things and mm-hmm. and one of the, the things in uganda was it was almost exclusively public transportation now we're not talking about dense areas there are some densely packed areas like mm-hmm. like kampala the capital city but I would take public transportation to my extremely rural site deep in the mountains. Um, public transportation is a great option regardless of if you live in a rural area or if you live in a, a densely populated area. Right. It's just a lot easier in densely populated areas. So that's why we imagine you know, public transportation is only in cities. But it's not. You go all around the world, you'll find places that really have to rely on public transportation, and people live far away from each other. Yeah. Um, and, and the public transportation, it looks different because it looks more similar to what is developing in America now, which is that shared transportation, mm-hmm. that shared economy. So when I say public transportation in Uganda, it's that one guy in the village who saved up some money to buy a car, and then he charges money from from other people in the village once a week to to take the car into the main town Uh, um yeah which sounds a lot like an uber Uber pool (laughs) you know now you mention it we just use our phones for it um so so public transportation is always going to be an option whether you have density or not you have to be careful with public transportation too everybody said and it is a great thing i mean 
when we we talked about off the air, you know, going to DC, you can you can kind of you can live there without owning a car because you can get on public transportation either the metro or wherever. And there are a lot of cities that are that way. The issue with public transportation is no public transportation, at least in the United States, and I don't think in the world, pays for itself. Mm. It's all taxpayer funded. And sometimes highly subsidized by the taxpayers, including here on Maui. Um, I believe last time I <coughs> looked at the budget for council, I believe it was like $12 million it cost us to run the bus system here on Maui. This is 2016. And we only took in two. So every year, $10 million was going out to public transportation. Now, you get benefits of that. You have less vehicles on the road, less wear and tear on the road. <clears throat> but still yet, everybody and, – and, and that was at fairly high rates for the, the passengers in, in some cases. So you have higher rates for the passengers, but still you're, you're spending a lot of money that could be built, you know, help <coughs> build roads or help, mm -hmm. help do whatever um, every year. So, and, and that's nationwide is that way. So public transportation is a good thing, but it's at a cost. Yeah, there's, there's no perfect option yeah. is the thing. So, so you're never going to find an option that doesn't cost something right. somewhere. It's it's kind of one of these pay now Someone, pay later situations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, if if it's too good to be true, probably is. You know. <laughs> um, that being said, all those benefits, those those extra benefits outside of the financial gain that you get off of your public transportation, mm -hmm. I think we just need to focus on that. Yep. I mean, and especially now given the the environmental. It's, right, especially right, exactly. The, the the pluses to the environment of walking or biking. Yeah. The pluses to your health. Yeah. I mean, you know, people in countries where you walk to work mm -hmm. or walk to wherever, for the most part, um, they're healthier. Absolutely. Because you're actually, I mean, you're exercising even though you don't think you're exercising. Mm -hmm. You may not be breaking a sweat, but you walk a couple miles a day, a couple three miles a day. You know, first. You know, you you realize it's going to take you however long it is to get to where you're going. So you're not you plan ahead uh, and you take your time and and you, but you're still exercising, which is always good. And, you know, to get back to that density idea. Yes. So the thing about density is it's the trade-off where you either have density or you have sprawl or your kids don't get to stay on the island that they grew up on. Right. You know, th those are your three options because, yeah, there are foreign investors who come and, and buy up property on Maui. There, there are folks from the mainland who come and buy property on Maui. Mm -hmm. But the largest demand that we tend to see, and, you know, once again, this is anecdotal, mm -hmm. so it could be off. But, but from my realtors, what I hear constantly is that so-and-so's son, so-and-so's oh, yeah. daughter, Absolutely. You know, my nephew. These are folks who grew up here. Um, you know, the... The housing that needs to be developed is largely the housing for the people who are already here. And if yes. we want to avoid sprawl, if we want to avoid um, inundating more of our green space, then density really is the best option. You keep that footprint smaller. Exactly. And then you can have those benefits um, like walkable communities, mm -hmm. bikeable communities. Um, the, the impact <clears throat> even of the public transportation system. If you can have just one area that's dense where you can walk everywhere, um, that'll free up space for parking. And that's more area <clears throat> that you can put housing on. Mm -hmm. um, that's less of an impact as, as far as um, housing that has to be developed elsewhere and infrastructure that has to be extended. So are you uh, – that, that's a good point. We are looking at um, right here in, in Kahului, right next to Kahamano Center, the transit-oriented development. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys following that, you as a, a government affairs director, following what's going on with that? Um, you know, that one not necessarily – super closely mm -hmm. in, in the, the specific points of things. But but as far as transit-oriented development um, as part of our community plans and, and just uh, for the island overall, yes. yeah, we keep an eye on that, and, and yeah. we support that idea. Good. 
Yeah, so that's, for those who don't know, we uh, the, the five-acre lot next to um, Kahumano Center on the um, Kahului side, uh, <clears throat> the county and the state are working together. The county is putting a, uh, the bus mm. transit the bus area, right bus hub right there, and they're, they, I believe the state is going to build some housing right in there. So well, they already yeah. started. No, this is a different that ca- that's the Catholic Charities that w- oh, that's okay. behind there, and well, they're about a- ready A&B to. A and B originally came up with that great. A and B was going to do that, and I don't know why they stopped. They sold their that piece to Catholic Charities, so Catholic Charities is doing the the big six story building mm-hmm. behind by across from Foodland. There, they're almost done, I, and that's a senior housing. Um, but yeah, it would have been nice to do the the walk, uh, you know, live work. Yeah, well, that recession that, didn't help. Yeah, <laughs> kind of screwed things. Because you have the way it works in in, in a lot of the cities. There's the <clears throat> retail shops are on the first floor, and then you have the housing above. I wouldn't sell the plan whenever they displayed it. Yeah, the shopping it was a great idea. Yeah. Oh, this whole area is just going to be And so yeah, and the transit oriented development all goes into Wailuku. So it's a it's a it's a new corridor and and they're going to do, you know, more frequent buses and and be able to bike and ride. So it's, that's another thing to look forward. That that's kind of more the um the way we need to go in the future. You are still going to have pushback from the people who want to sprawl. That unfortunately Jason, you didn't get it. <laughs> We've been just kind of going off in some tangents, but uh, we have a little <clears throat> less than two minutes. Enjoying your job as a um, government affairs director for realtors? I love it. The The realtors are a great group of people, and I get to, to get involved in some really cool projects that, mm. that help people. Um, yeah. You know, I, one <clears throat> thing I want to touch on in our last two minutes, uh, we just recently had a landlord summit where, yes. where we brought landlords in to, to meet with some of the groups and organizations that assist tenants in finding housing and, and maintaining housing. Mm-hmm. Um, so with this last two minutes, what I would like to do is encourage everybody, if you are a property owner or a property manager, you have properties that need to be filled, you have vacancies, fill them, please. Yeah, that's the that's the hard part. Credit ratings, pay off your bills on time. Yes. Yes. Well, we've been speaking with uh, the Government Affairs Director for the Realtors Association of Maui, Jason Economu. Thank you very much for coming and uh, hope to see you here uh, a little more often. We can. There's always things we can talk about um, on the housing situation in Maui. In, in fact, next week we're going to have Linda Great. from the Department of Housing and Human Concerns. All right. Okay. Until next week, hello, everybody. On the Couch was brought to you by Access Hardware. Let them help you with your security solutions, design, and consulting. Go to accesshardware.net or call 871-4200.